Welcome everybody, Breakfast with Bob, St. George Edition, Championship Edition. My name is Bob Babbitt, brought to you by Master Spas, Zion's Bank, Quintana Roo, Forum Smart Swim Goggles, Clash Endurance, Premium Plus Sports, and of course our Challenged Athletes Foundation. Our next guest, who every single weekend has a sprint finish somewhere on the planet, one of our favorite people on the planet, second place yesterday, Mr. Lionel Sanders. How you doing, Lionel? I'm not yeah. too bad, Bob. Not so too bad. Anyways. My first question, Poncho Man, do you just come up with that in the moment? What song you're gonna yeah, go with? Yeah, really. It. Wow. That was a great that was a great choice. How it's perfect is that for Lionel? <laughs> Won't back Wonder, down. Man. Song. <laughs> so we're watching yesterday and I'm thinking, okay, there's gonna be a, a train with Sebi and Cam and Lionel and Sam on the bike and then those guys went off, and, and Lionel's sitting back. Yeah, there was a train with those guys, yes. except it was missing me. So, yes. Uh, I was there in the beginning, but had to make a decision in the moment, and that was what I was most worried about coming into this race, was would I make the correct decision in the moment? And I just knew, fortunately, Cam made it pretty easy, and Sam made it pretty easy for me to make the decision, because I could just tell that it was going to negatively affect the back half of my race if I went with them. And... Uh, well, I made the right decision in the moment, I think. I think you made absolutely. It's, it's like you've become a chess player out there. You, you've, it seems like you're, you're able to focus on what's happening right now rather than just taking off. Well, you walk enough Iron Mans and you start to, you know, you start to get an intimate knowledge of what is possible for yourself yes. and how to extract the maximum value out of yourself. And so my mantra really the entire race was just, is this helping or hindering hour seven of this race? Because the reality is Ironmans are won and lost in hour seven, and I lose them most of the time in hour seven. So uh, that's, that's really all I wanted to do, and they made it pretty easy on me in that the pace was too high, so I just dropped back. I turned it into an individual time trial. I basically forgot about every single other person in the race. I just listened to my own body. Actually, on the on the press conference uh, leading in, Sebastian had made a comment of like, "If it's hard, I just slow down." And yes. I was like, "Wow, that's like so logical. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why I haven't done that before." So I was like, "If it's too fast, slow down." Yes. And I did that the entire race, and it goes against you know my natural tendencies. But even now, having done it all the way to the finish, the final forty minutes of the run was still excruciatingly painful. So even racing in that way. It's, gonna it's hurt still no it's what. still very very painful experience, but in a nice way though. This time, <laughs> usually it's like, well, in Cordeline, I was literally like holding my own torso up because I had lost function of basically all the muscles in my body, and so in that race, I actually was thinking like I might actually have to crawl to the finish line, like honestly, and uh, that's just not you're not racing, like you're not right. you're not competing at that stage, you're surviving, and if you 
you know, do it properly, at least you're competing right to the end. Exactly. And, and that's what I wanted to do and prove to myself that I could do. And when I, I look at your, like a 416 bike, your third fastest there, 240-225 run, second fastest. But you're, you're eighth at the end of the bike, 445, uh, or actually you're 445 down starting the bike. And even at 13 miles, you're still five, 530 down. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was losing time. You were losing time. Yeah. And ever question yourself? No, I think when you come up with a strategy and I have a lot of experience to sort of have confidence in the strategy. Yes. But at the very least, you come up with a strategy, and once you commit to it, you stick to it. And I was fine with whatever the outcome was. And I so I, I sort of already had the experience in Oceanside where I had to make a decision on the fly when I lost all of my nutrition. And I said, okay, this is the strategy. I'm going to ease off a bit on the bike, conserve energy, and then I'm gonna have a really good run once I can start to you know consume fluid and carbs again. And so that gave me solace that, you know, my tactical sense is half decent because it panned out half decent. And so I committed to it. And, hey, it could have finished totally different. I could have finished 15th with the strategy, but I still would have taken solace that that was the correct plan in the moment. And I executed to the best of my ability. And when you do that, that's really all you can ask of yourself. Did you surprise yourself on Oceanside? Because we saw you early in the run. You're two minutes down to Brownlee and Ben Canute. And, you know, then you outran the field at the- I wouldn't say I surprise myself. I just don't care, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I just, I'm like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. You put, like, unnecessary pressure on yourself, and it's usually just, like, in your own mind. Like, it's all make-believe, right? It's like, uh, I just, uh, I, I do I do my very best, yes. and that's all I can ever do. And you just, it, I think what I lacked in the past was having an understanding of what I can do and and my own limitations and how to get the most out of myself and when to push and when to ease back. And now after many, many years of experience, now I I, I trust my my internal Mm -hmm. perceptions. The reality is I was never winning this race. Second was the best that I could possibly get in this race. Christian is just, he's a a notch above. And that's fine. And, And so I could have in many, many times now, I've done these races with this unrealistic thing that I, oh, I'm going to try and beat Jan, you know what I mean? And I absolutely sabotaged my performance in trying to do something that was never going, I was never capable of doing. That's not to say at some point I can't do it, but you have to listen and understand what's going on around you and know, okay, that's beyond my capacity today. So uh, yesterday that was the absolute, I extracted absolute limit of my capacity on the day. And when you do that, that is the only thing we're after. It's the only thing that, that, that gives you satisfaction is to extract the best from yourself on the day with what you have. So you got Braden Curry up the road, and <clears throat> he's as tough as they get. When did you start getting the feeling, okay, maybe I can catch him? Because it never. seemed like never. No, never. Okay. Never. Even <laughs> even the final little turnaround with approximately half a mile to go, I, I knew it was still a long shot because I knew – once we got back, first off, he's going to see me. So so there's yeah. the final turnaround. We're kind of alone out there, that final section. And I still probably had 15-second deficit coming mm-hmm. in. But I knew I had to get as close as I could coming into that turnaround because I knew he would get he would get that final push, right? right. Like, like you can course. push yourself the, the final. Yeah, the yeah. final half a mile. And then I knew we would come in back into the crowd, of which case you feel not, you feel no pain, yeah. right? And so I, I, I really worked it into that final corner. Uh, and I think someone said, you're 12 seconds down or something. It was probably like, I don't know, 100 meters or whatever, 80 meters down or something. And so we made the turn, and then I still didn't believe. Like, I still certainly didn't think – it knew it was a long shot. Yeah. 
and uh you know i mean fortunately for me uh he was he was at his limit and uh i mean i was too i was my hands like i was starting to go numb in my hands and arms and things because i had been pushing for two straight miles basically as hard as i could go uh, and then I came up next to him as the crowd was 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 building. <laughs> I can't actually. I went behind him because I had made this mistake in Oceanside. I came up next to Rudy, and I surprised him, and he went. And I was hoping to take a little break when I came up next to him. So I learned from that experience that don't come up next to him. Take the break behind, behind him, and yep. then surprise him. Yes. And so that's what I did. Unfortunately, he didn't have any response because I was I'm sick of doing you know like all the way to the finish line sprints. <laughs> Just watching that, though, it, it, the, the tactics to be able to understand, okay, I'm going to sit behind, and then I'm going to make my move. That's, that's such a, a new thing for you. Every, it's like you're, they say you, you win or you learn. It seems like you learn from every single race. It's taken me a long time to learn all these lessons and a lot of horrible experiences, but I do feel that I am starting to, to garner a lot of experience uh, in racing, yes, tactics, all of these things, what's going on under the hood, how to listen to yourself, right. how to fuel. I mean, I, I, I am not the greatest, like I have very little talent, uh, certainly in the water. Uh, if you look at my run form, all these things, you know what I mean? I'm not like, I think I've, I've had to, I've had to, run. I've had to sort of maximize my, my, what I have. And Christian really uh, inspires me because, you know, I always use things like, oh, I'm on the heavier end for a runner. I have a high sweat rate, all these things. So Christian's deeply inspiring me because I went for a bike ride. And he's like, oh, yeah, I sweat at three liters an hour, too. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can win Kona, no problem. And so these are not excuses anymore. This guy's changing the entire game. You know what I mean? He doesn't he doesn't see any limitations. So, uh, I mean, it's it's we're just in a great great time in the sport it's it's wonderful Pleasure. we've got a lot of great athletes and uh i'm just excited to be here and part of it in this moment i, I love the fact you watching you from behind at the end of the at the end of the race i'm like lionel's body has changed significantly because you were more of a barrel chested guy and now you have a runner's build uh, obviously that doesn't happen overnight how long has that process been I mean, I haven't done anything like to, to try and I would say maybe I was doing a lot of anaerobic training and not a lot of upper aerobic training. And yes. now I have done a lot more aerobic training and a lot less of the anaerobic stuff. And so I would imagine that probably changes your, your body composition right. a bit. Doing more, you know, upper aerobic right. race based stuff makes you more fat adapted. There's many, many good things that come from that. Uh, it probably changes your composition. But, I mean, I still weigh exactly the same. I've weighed the same for the last literally probably six years. So 160 pounds pretty well uh, every morning when I wake up. So, But certainly you change composition and that sort of thing based on the type of intervals and, and, and volumes and that sort of thing that you're doing. I, I look back to 2017 when you got second to Patrick Lange. And the fact that what would Lionel be, how would his life be different and how would he be as an athlete if you had won that day? Um, <clears throat> I would like to think, you know, I would have been like Jan, he wins and wins by like five minutes and is like, oh, I could have won by 15. You know what I mean? Like, like he has the great attitude and from that standpoint, that winning is not really the driving force. It's extracting and finding out your absolute maximum potential. So, um, even if I had won yesterday, I still think that I would be like, no, no, no. I still have, I think in two to three years of folk, I feel like I'm on the right path now and I feel like my peak will come two to three years from now with concentrated training and so that's what's motivating me is 
to find out how far how far can I get myself and I'm, I'm certainly not there yet and so that that's you know in 2017 I, I hope that that would have been my attitude love it Lionel as always appreciate you taking time and chatting and congratulations on a just a phenomenal race you, you are must-see entertainment every time you step to the line not by choice but thanks Bob I appreciate <laughs> it <laughs> everybody round of applause for Mr. Lionel Sanders Pancho man and take I us out won't back down I said no bound won't back down you can stand me up at the gates of hell but I won't back down because it's breakfast with Bob and I say it's breakfast with Bob Pacho man thanks everybody hold on we'll be right back